Evening everyone. I'd like to say a few words tonight about the experience of stuckness. And there's many different ways in which human beings can experience stuckness in their life. Um, just reflecting on a day's work today, do you know how seeing how people can be stuck in trauma or can be stuck in depression or can be stuck in anxiety. Some people are stuck or they feel that they're stuck in a difficult relationship or a different family situation or stuck in a difficult job. Just generally stuck in life. Uh -huh. And um, if, we, if we just pause and look at what the nature of stuckness is, it's kind of like a, um, a frustrating, kind of despairing um, experience that you're never going to escape from where you are. And yet you're trying to escape from it at the same time. Sound like a Dharma teaching? Yeah? That's what we're all doing. Uh -huh. We're all doing that to one degree or another. Um, because um, as the teaching goes, you know, our, if we surrender to what is, to the experience of what is, the suchness of things in the present moment, then, that's, then our life turns around. But all human beings to one degree or another trying to escape from the present moment. It's not enough. Um, so we escape to the past or the future or we escape into fantasy or into projects or distractions. And uh, we never, that's, the, that's why we all come to practice because we're not satisfied enough with the suchness of life in the present moment and we're in some way trying to escape it to get somewhere else. Mm -hmm. That's why the title of one of um, uh, Pema Chodron's books is The Wisdom of No Escape. Mm -hmm. um, by practice, we realise that by actually not trying to escape but embracing what is, something turns around. And when you, when you look closely, and so that's, that's the nature of a human suffering and human life. And... Um, and, and we're constantly trying to escape from that stuck place because it just feels like it's so uh, so terrible if we do. And if you look at the nature of practice, just look at this simple sasin posture okay, where you sit upright and you're still, you're still you don't move you know, and you're quiet, you don't speak and as much as you can you're focused in the present moment. Uh, it's cutting off all escape routes. Right? So you're, escaping, you're not, not escaping into movement. Right? You're not escaping into talking. You're not escaping into thinking. You're just putting yourself plonk in this moment. And so just the act of doing this, just, being, just turning up and doing this, is practicing the wisdom of no escape. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm not... It's like you're putting yourself in a um, involuntary, solitary confinement for a while, right? and it's voluntary, choosing to do it. And and when people are new at this practice, like when I was new at it, um, there's that kind of restlessness inside, and you want to move and fidget, and you want to get up and do something else, and you do your first retreat, and you can't wait for it to end. You know, it just seems such like an, an ordeal. And as you go as you mature into the practice after retreat after retreat or sitting after sitting 
um, what occurs is that this is the best place to be where you're not trying to escape. But it seems to take human beings a long time to learn that lesson. Uh, and we suffer and over, over again until we learn that. And also in particular, the, the, uh, the, the Cohen study curriculum in Zen where you're given a koan which may be a paradox or a story or something that you can't resolve with your intellect, well, um, you get stuck there as well. Right? So koan, there's, there's natural koans in life, just the difficulties that life throws up. Um, but in, in koan study, we create them into formal teachings as well, um, where you put all of your energy into this apparently paradoxical um, problem you've been given, and as is our tendency, we try to solve it with our intellect or some kind of way, and we can't do it. The teacher's not going to accept that response. Mm -hmm. And so you can go, I know from my own experience, you can go through a koan study where there's particular koans you get stuck on for a long while, usually the first one too, the, the, the koan moon, and you get stuck there for a long time, and it's like all of the stuckness in your life is now embodied in this koan, right? And and it can be a it, it can be a a, a a difficult dharma experience to go through if you if you engage with it and you're actually taking it quite seriously, and you can go through despair, you know, and um, dark night of the soul experience and so on until something eventually transforms within it, and. Uh, uh, that's why some people don't particularly like doing koans, just not in their nature to do it. Um, but some people don't want to do koan study because they fear getting stuck. You know, and they get stuck and then they don't want to do it anymore. Right? Um, but it's really just, koans just show you, um, they, they present to you, um, in a sense, how, how we get stuck in our everyday life. So the way that, that Zen works in this kind of funny kind of way it kind of, you volunteer to do it, right? But it's kind of like, it's saying to you, well, you've created stuckness in your own life, so we'll create a practice for you where you're really stuck, <laughs> right? So you really, really 100% understand what stuckness is, right? And we'll get you to sit in this position and be still for long periods of time, you know, and be quiet and, and not escape into any kind of fantasy or thought. And we'll give you a koan as well, just for good measure. Oh. Right? Just to stuff up your mind so you can't escape from, from that either. And so, in a sense, that's how it works. It's kind of like, a, um, okay, this is what you're doing in your life, and, and we'll give you this practice so you can really see what you're doing in your life until something actually cooks and something transforms within it. Because the nature of all practices is at some point the penny drops that there's no escape from the moment. There's no escape from the suchness of life as it is. And um, when we stop trying to escape, um, everything starts to transform and turn around. Right? And that's where we find equanimity and that's where we find compassion and, and joy. Right? And, it's, and it's a kind of a... When we talk about equanimity or peace in Zen, it's not... Um, and it's embedded in some of the koans, is that it's got nothing to do, in a sense, with your state of your mind or your body. It's not a matter of whether you, you're sick or not sick, whatever, or whether good fortune happened to you or bad fortune. 
Um, true equanimity is just a peace of mind that it's a kind of constancy there because you're just surrendered to the moment as it is and to the suchness of life. It doesn't mean you can't act within that, right? Say no to things, say yes to things, you know, change the things you can change. But there's a serenity that comes from no longer... It comes from seeing the utter futility of trying to escape what is. Um, but it's very liberating, you know, when you have that experience. So, just like in therapy, but just like in, in Zen practice, um, I find that um, I need to encourage people to see that if they actually um, move towards the stuckness and approach the stuckness rather than avoiding it or trying to escape from it, and they can, they can stay with it. And maybe, hopefully, my presence can help them stay with it and sort, support them through it. Is that in therapy, people heal if they stay with that long enough. And the same is true in Zen training. People can just stay with that experience of stuckness long enough, whatever it is in your life, or whatever it is in formal practice. Um, you do it long enough, and, and something will shift. Um, the insight will gradually grow or it'll suddenly grow but something shifts and you become more at ease in your life because that you just see through that, that total delusion of trying to escape 